Good morning, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. With Hashem's help, we start, we're starting the final, fourth chapter in Tractate Tainus. Three times a year, the Kainim would, would bless the priestly blessing, would lift up their hands and, and bless the priestly blessing four times a day. Shachris, in the morning prayer, the Musaf, in the additional prayer, the Mincha, the Mincha prayer, Ubin the Sha'arim. And there was an extra prayer. They close the gates. Which are these three times of the year? Betanias, if there's a fast day. Ubamaimades, those who were delegates of the entire Jewish people who would be present when they offered the sacrifices as representatives of the entire Jewish people because you can't bring a sacrifice unless the owner is present. So all the daily sacrifices, communal sacrifices... Every Jew should really have to be present. Mm-hmm. So instead, you would send like a shliach. You would send the, so there would be my mothers. They would be the ones that were delegated to stand and be there and be present. They didn't do the service. Talking about the Israelites. But just to be present when they offer the sacrifice. So they would say, So these three times of the year, Tainus, my mother, in addition to the three prayers a day, and sometimes four prayers a day, mm-hmm. there would be five prayers a day. There would also be Neila. So they would, you would lift up the hands by Ni'ilah. So three times. Shachris, Musab, and... Yeah, four times. Shachris, Musab, Mincha, Ni'ilah. And he explains, what's my mother's? Fish, Elam, Elam, my mother's. Fish, and then it says, Tzav, Command the Jewish peoples, Karbani, Lachmi, Vieich. This the entire Jewish people. This is their sacrifice. How could you bring a sacrifice and the owner is not standing over the sacrifice? So that's why. So in the times of the temple, it was easy for them to do it. Everyone was there. Everyone was present. They weren't working. All their needs were provided for. Hmm. So every day they would come to the temple to 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 uh, to stand over the sacrifice. That's why. We find sometimes in the Torah, Moshe spoke to the Jewish people. They didn't have to gather them. They were there. They were standing over the sacrifice. They were all there. Every morning they would gather to stand over the sacrifice. But then in the times of Nevi'im and Rishenim, the early prophets, and it wasn't feasible. You're living in Israel. You're settled. You're busy working, plowing the field. You can't have every Jew come to the temple, the tabernacle, and stand over the sacrifice. So they enacted... Esrim v'arva mishmaris, 24 groups, are called mishmar and mishmar. And every group, a maimed b'yerushalayim, there was a maimed, shal koyanim, shal levim, shal yisraelim. So everyone was represented, even though the koyanim did the service in the, in the temple, and the levim also did the service, but they were also part of the group that just stood by to stand over the sacrifice, to be present by the sacrifice. Koyanim, levim, yisraelim. There's one opinion that actually, it had to be a representative of each tribe. And that explains why you have to have the Kainim of the Levium, because it doesn't make too much sense. Why do you need the Kainim of the Levium? The Kainim of the Levium are doing the, the service. They don't have to stand by and watch. They're not watching. They're, but they're the players. But if every, every, if the entire Jewish people had to be represented, if every tribe had to be represented in, in this, uh, in, by standing over the sacrifice and the daily sacrifices, therefore that would explain why also you needed the Kainim of the Levium. Okay, here's Manamishmer Lalis. 
came time for that group to go to Yerushalayim, Kainim, Levim, Bailim, Yerushalayim. So the Kainim and the Levim would go to Yerushalayim of that group. Israel and the, and the Israel and Reis and Mishmar, they don't have to go to Yerushalayim. Miskansim Lodim, they would gather to their cities. And they would read from the Torah from the beginning of Genesis, the, the, the story of the creation of the world. And it says, They would fast four days of the week, excluding Sunday or Friday. Monday through Thursday they would fast. Not fast. It wasn't a 96-hour fast. It was... A, they would break the fast at night, but every day, consecutively, they, they fasted for four days. Mm-hmm. That's on these three occasions. No, no. Now he's only describing Maimed. Not talking about Yom Kippur. He's not talking about the when there's a fast day for rain, that's, which is like Yom Kippur. No, he's talking about Maimed. The, the, uh-huh. third, the third time. One of the times was Maimed, my mothers, when they would, those who were designated to stand over the sacrifice, but to focus on the sacrifices, they would, this is what they would do. They would gather, the Israelites would gather in, their, in a shul in, the, in one of their cities, and they would read from the Torah. Only them, no one else in the community, only them. It's a local fast. Yeah, only them, only, only this group. And they would fast from Monday through Thursday. Not on Friday, they cover the Shabbos, the honor of Shabbos. Not honor, respectful, you go into Shabbos hungry. <laughs> You may die coming from a grand kiddush, and next thing you know it, you plunge into a total fast. Truth is, maybe you need it after, but um, you, you, you're going to die. It's going to cause it to die. Not literally, you're going to die, but it's, it's very painful. So you have to transition. To jump from Shabbos to a fast is like one extreme to the other, from a hot, hot shower to a cold shower. So you have to transition. So someday they would eat. Okay, in the first day, but all six days they would read from the Torah. So what would they read on the first day on Sunday? That group would read Bereshis. And they would read Bereshis. And the account of the second day. Well, I think they're focusing on the carbon. They wouldn't work. They would come together and they would fast and they would, they, they would read from the Torah. So they're, they're focused on the carbon. It doesn't necessarily have to be. You have to physically, physically be standing next to the next to the sacrifice. You have the kind of Levim standing next to the sacrifice. But the idea is that that you have to be focused on the carbon. So, yeah. So I guess it was it was enough. Not how close you have to be on the carbon. Anyway, they couldn't be there. They're not allowed into the Azara. As is Kainim, where they slaughter the sacrifice. So they can't be, they can't physically be present anywhere. From a distance, what's the difference? But as long as they're focused on it, you know, maybe this is where Balshemtiv said, wherever a person's heart is, that's where you are. Wherever your desire is, that's where you are. Even though physically you're not present, you could be physically here, but your mind is elsewhere. Your desire is elsewhere. You could be physically outside, but your desire is here. That's where you are. So they were focused on the sacrifice. So on the first day, they read the first day, of, the account of the first day of creation, and the second day, on Monday, they read the account of the second day of creation, and the account of the third day. On Tuesday, they would read in the, in the narrative of creation, the account of the third day of creation, and then on the, four, the narrative of the fourth day. On Wednesday, they would read in the Torah, 
the, na- the account of the fourth day of creation and the account of the fifth day of creation. On Thursday, they would read the account of the fifth day, and again, the, and then the account of the sixth day. And Friday, they would read and then they would conclude by Hashem concluded, they would read the end, Hashem concluded all of creation. If it's a big parsha that has at least six verses, because you can't call up anyone to the Torah less than three verses. So if it's a big paragraph, then you can call it, divide it into two, two people. Vaktana, small paragraph, you only call one person. And, and, and this was Bashach. Uh, but Musaf of Mincha, by Musaf of Mincha, Nichnasen, they would also gather. They would read by heart. Instead of reading inside in the Torah, hmm. they would read, they would read it. Yeah, everyone would recite it to themselves. Would write, recite it by heart. So he says, Erev Shabbos Mincha, the Mincha before, on Friday, but right before Shabbos, they wouldn't gather. They cover the Shabbos. Everyone was busy with Shabbos preparation. Whenever there's a day of Hallel, they wouldn't gather for Shachris. Because they don't have time, because they're busy with the Hallel. So Hallel would push off Maimid. They would, they would have to daven with everyone else and say the Hallel. Musaf, any day which was a carbon musaf, any day that had a carbon musaf, they wouldn't gather for the ila. They wouldn't gather for the ila. And how much? And and also not for mincha, close to musaf. Why? Because they were busy with the musaf. You're talking about if you're in Yerushalayim, because you had to be busy with bringing sacrifices, more sacrifices than the regular day. Uh, the daily sacrifice was one sacrifice in the morning, one sacrifice in the afternoon. Musav, every Musav is, is, is a few sacrifices, at least two sacrifices. So they didn't have time. And then there was still enough blood left over for another thing and therefore would not only would it would even push off not only mincha would even push off the uh, the um, the neil. a day that had carbonates in, the mother will explain one of the nine times that the families brought the, the wood and every year when the temple was rebuilt the second temple there were nine families who donated wood different days at times of the year and it was a lot of wood that was burned in the temple. The fire had to be constant, 24-7. Shabbos, Yantif, impure, pure. You had to constantly keep the fire going. You had to burn it. So there was a lot of wood, and nine families donated, and they designated those days as holidays for those families. So he said, one of those days, which is designated as a holiday, so even though there was no musaf that day, but because of the carbon of the Eitzim, so they would push off Mincha and the Ila. They wouldn't gather. They would be busy. Mm-hmm. This is what, how Rabbi Shua learned. Rabbi Shua learned differently. 
Karb Musaf. Whenever it is the day that they brought a Musaf in the temple, Aim Mincha. There's no you don't say they wouldn't gather for Mincha. Nila they would gather, but not for Mincha. Whenever there's carbonates in Aim Benila. Whenever there was a day, one of the nine days it was designated as a holiday. Those families that brought the wood, they wouldn't gather for Ni'ila. So Then Rabbi Kiva regretted his position, took back his position, and he agreed with Ben Azar. Okay. So he says, What are these times of wood when they would, they would celebrate? They designated these days as holidays because of the families, the nine families that brought. What are the times? What are these nine times? Um, the family of Eid ben Yehuda, they, they brought the wood then. The sons of David ben Yehuda. The fifth day of Ahab, which by the way is the, the yard of Darizal. The fifth of Ahab, B'nai Padish ben Yehuda, the sons of Padish ben Yehuda. B'shiba boy, and the seventh of Ahab, B'nai another ben Rech. B'asara boy, the tenth of Ahab, remember we learned already the Gemara, that the day, that day was a holiday. The question is if Tishabah was pushed off, from, was on Shabbos, if Tishabah fell out on Shabbos, so you fast on the tenth. The tenth was a holiday for them, so what did they do? Did they, did they fast or didn't they fast? We, we learned that earlier. The family of Sana from the tribe of Minyamin. The family of Zatu Ben Yehuda, we mum together with them. And together with them, they were from the family. David means they were descendants of King David. David. So when you brought it, it's like you didn't do it. I think there's still left over. Someone else could still bring the blood of the... Together with them, who joined with them, any koinim or levim, who didn't join them, if someone didn't know which family he belonged to, he knows that he descends from one of the families that donated wood. But this was, a, he talked about a long time ago. This was the beginning of the, of the Second Temple. Right. Hundreds of years later, maybe they wouldn't know. They, wouldn't, they just knew. They had the tradition that we come from one of the families, but they didn't know which one. So they would join, they would join on the 15th of Av, to Ba'av, they would join, join this family. Zatum from the descendants of King David. The reason why the families were called who stole the presses and the reason they were called that is because they sacrificed themselves to bring the Bikurim, to sacrifice themselves to bring the first fruits when the, when the government, they were under foreign control, wouldn't allow them to go to the temple. So they would hide the first fruits and put it on top of it. They would put the uh, olives and say, we're, we're going to press the olives. We're going to, we're to press the dates, the olives. So they would, they would smuggle it in. So they sacrifice themselves to do a mitzvah for very special families. So they would all join in with the children of Zatu, the descendants of King David on the 15th of Av. Why? Why, the, why were the, this family chosen? There were nine opportunities. Why this one? 
because the family of Zatu they they were they were a small family. So they wanted it should be it shouldn't be a small it should be a whole the whole family would come up to the temple it was all yamtif it was a big deal. Therefore, that, that was the one they chose. From all the nine families, this was the smallest family. So that's why that day they added everyone, those who didn't know which family they came from, or those who descended from the special families who sacrificed their lives to the mitzvahs, or the Kainim and the Levim. So they, they would join, wanted to join, they joined that family. Hmm. It's the only mention of Chafav in the Talmud. Chafav is the yardstick of the Rebbe's father, Levi. Levi. Yitzchak, huh? yeah, who was one of the greatest Kabbalists, amazing. So he, the twentieth of Av, Bnei Pachas Moyav Ben Yehuda, the family of Pachas Moyav, descendants of King David. Be'Esrim Be'Elul and Chafelul, Bnei Odin Ben Yehuda, the family of Odin, from the tribe of Yehuda. Be'Echad Be'Tevis, a Pachas is also from the tribe of Yehuda. Be'Echad Be'Tevis. The Rishchayder Shtevish, Shabbat B'nai Parish Ben Yehuda, B'nai Parish, the tribe of Yehuda. Shnia. A second time. In the times of Ezra, they brought a word twice, even though. He already said Parish Ben Yehuda, the fifth of Av. He's, they had two holidays. They were so generous. They were so generous that they gave a bonus. They gave more. They gave double. Mishnah continues. And the Rishchidosh Tevis, there was no Maimah. They, would ne- they wouldn't gather to Davin. Any Davin. Why? Because firstly, you had Halal. It was Hanukkah. Whenever there's Hallel, we said we don't gather, they wouldn't gather, they were busy with Hallel, they wouldn't gather in the morning prayer. Karma Musaf, they had Karma Musaf, so they wouldn't gather for the Musaf and the Mincha, and also Karbonatesim, they gave wood, so they wouldn't gather for the Ne'ilah, but they parish. So that day, they were free, they, they, no one gathered, no one gathered. Hamish, the saying, Five terrible things happened to our ancestors. Five terrible things happened on the ninth of Av. Seventeenth of two tragedies. Five tragedies happened on the seventeenth of Tammuz. That's why it's a fast day. And five terrible things happened on Tisha B'av. Now the Mishnah spells it out. Hmm. We continue on side B, twenty-six B. Number one, the biggest tragedy in Shabbat Aluchis. The tablets were broken. Moshe broke the tablets because they sinned with a golden calf. The worst sin in, in Jewish history. The worst treachery in Jewish history. And that day, and that day they couldn't bring the daily sacrifice. The mother will explain. And that, that, that day in the 17th of Tammuz, the wall was, was breached. The wall was breached. The second temple. The Saraf Apusmus is at Taira, and Apusmus burned the Taira scroll. The Hemet Selim Behechel, he burned the Taira scroll and he put an idol in the temple. Could you imagine? So these are the five terrible, horrible tragedies that happened in the seventh day of Tammuz. Tishabov and Tishabov, the ninth of Av, five terrible things happened. The first thing is Nigzer, Allah Visayn, Shalikon, Salaritz. 
who was decreed against our ancestors, the generation that received the Torah, the peers of Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest generation of Jews that ever lived, who Hashem intended that they should be the ones to enter into the Holy Land. And Hashem didn't want their children to enter into the Holy Land. Hashem wanted they should be the ones to enter into the Holy Land. And it, that never happened till today. So there was a terrible tragedy which led to all the other tragedies. And then the first temple was destroyed in that day and the second temple was destroyed in that day. Hmm. Tragedy number four, when you look at the Beitar, when the Barkoch was revolt, was finally put down. It says like 60 years after the destruction of the temple, he led a tremendously successful revolt against the Romans. So much so that they already designated, this proof that they already designated a spot to rebuild the third temple. Rabbi Kiva declared him as potential Mashiach. And then it all collapsed, and it was a colossal failure. Till today, it set us back 2,000 years. Here we are still in exile because of that failure. So this happened on Tisha B'av when it totally collapsed. Betar, this is a stronghold, was wiped out, was destroyed, was captured. And the fifth tragedy that happened is that Jerusalem was plowed after the destruction of the temple. They didn't want any inhabitants in Jerusalem, so they completely laid bare the city of Jerusalem. They plowed the city of Jerusalem. It's five terrible tragedies. He says, When Av enters, starting with Av, you minimize joy. Because it's a national tragedy, national day of mourning. It's a national days of mourning. That's why we call it Menachem Av. We ask Hashem to comfort us. The Father should comfort us. Such a hard, such terrible tragedies. We're still reeling from those tragedies. We're still suffering from those tragedies. And he says, Shabbos, Tisha B'Av, the week that Tisha B'Av falls, in other words, that week, the week itself, yeah. from nine days before, you have to minimize the simcha. Hasidic interpretation is, you should minimize the negative effects of Av through joy, permissible joy, logically permissible joy, which is why every day of that, the nine days, we make sure to make a seum, to tr- finish a tractate, which gives tremendous joy when you finish a tractate. So that's all permissible joy. Yeah. You're learning Torah. Torah gives joy through enhancing joy and to- joy of Torah, joy of godliness. This is how you minimize the negativity and the negative oh. energy and negative effects of, of the ninth of Av. Hmm. And you undo all that negativity. She says, uh, so, but the week of Tisha B'av, that then it gets more severe. Also, you're not allowed to get a haircut. Milchav is not allowed to do laundry. But on Thursday, before Shabbos, we taught him they covered the Shabbos. In honor of Shabbos, you're allowed to do laundry. Erev Tishabav, the day before Tishabav, the person is not allowed to eat two cooked items. So, we, so we, this law applies the meal before the meal before the meal before the, uh, the fast. The special meal you have right before the fast. You don't have two cooked items. You just dip a cooked egg in ashes. I mean, naughty. Yeah. yeah, not two. Uh, two cooked items, only one cooked item. You're not allowed to eat meat. You're not allowed to drink wine. Hmm. says, he argues. You don't, you can just change, change your, your habit. 
In other words, if all year round you eat two, two cooked meals, two cooked items in the meal, only eat one. If you drink ten cups of wine, drink five. If you usually eat like with like, with like ten people, only eat with five. You don't have to, <coughs> there's no prohibition of eating meat and drinking wine according to Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel. The law does not follow Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel. But that's his opinion. Yishana, just change your habit. Rabbi says you have to act as a mourner. On Tisha B'Av, you have to act like you're mourning. A mourner has to turn his bed over. <coughs> so we are all mourners. The rabbis did not agree with him. So, no, yes, we are mourning. It's a national mourning. It's a trap. But not, it's not the same as when the individual mourns. Gamliel says there was no greater joy, greater festivity, holiday than the 15th of Av. This was a Sadie Hawkins day. Because I love on the daughters of Jerusalem would go out dressed in white, white, white dresses. They would all borrow from each other. The rich, even the riches, wouldn't wear their own dress, would borrow from someone else. So they shouldn't, shouldn't shame, they shouldn't shame the poor, they didn't have any dresses, because everyone was wearing borrowed dresses. So no, no one was ashamed. It's called, and all the dresses, they had to, they had to dip into the mikveh before. In the olden days, today you give it to the dry cleaners. In the olden days, you had to dip it in the mikveh before the dress, to purify it. And the daughters of Jerusalem would go out and they would dance in the vineyards. This was, this was how they dated them. What would they say? Bachur, Bachur, young, young man. Young single. Suddenly, lift up your eyes. Look what you're going to choose. Don't look at beauty. Look at the yichas, at the, at the progeny. Look at the fine character. Where does character come from? Your family. Look at the fine yichas. Don't look at the beauty. You have a woman who's beautiful, but she doesn't have that fine character. Look at the inside. Don't look at the outside external beauty. <coughs> you know, she's a model. Look at the inner beauty, <coughs> which comes from the family. King Solomon, the wisest of all men, says he should know best. He married a thousand wives. <coughs> he says, Chain is, is external grace, his lies. It's all nonsense, beauty. Inner beauty, a woman who fears Hashem. The awe of Hashem was connected with Hashem. That's the woman that you should praise. And he says, King Solomon says, the last chapter in Proverbs, give her from the, the fruits of her hands, the alua, and praise her, everyone will praise her in the gates. Her behavior, the good deeds. And so too it says, it says in the Song of Songs, Senna, go out Udenna and see Benaisian, the daughters of Zion, Bamelech Shlema, and the King Shlema, Batarashatliyme. Look at the crown that his mother crowned him. Biyem Chasunasa, the day of his wedding, and Biyem Simchasliboy. These are the two days that the daughters of Zion, of Jerusalem, would go out, 
go out into the vineyards. What are these two days? The day of his wedding and the day of the joy of his heart, rejoicing of his heart. That refers to the giving of the Torah, which is Yom Kippur. When Hashem gave us the second luchas, the second set of tablets, which were not broken. In the day of the rejoicing of his heart, that's the building of the Beis HaMikdash. This is the conclusion of the mission that will be built. Be built. Now, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, yeah, really, but Yom Kippur was when they built the first temple. So we see that Yom Kippur is a special day. Okay. The mission is only explaining Yom Kippur. The mother will explain, okay, why the 15th of Av? But Yom Kippur, it was, it was special for two reasons. Number one, it was the Gata Torah. That's when Hashem betrothed us. With the Torah, He betrothed us. And it was also the day that they dedicated, and they didn't fast that year. When they built the first temple, the Prophet told them, don't fast, celebrate. They ate and feasted on Yom Kippur. Because they built this temple, it was Hashem's day of rejoicing. Hashem said, it's a wedding day. Sorry, it's, it's the day of my rejoicing. Eat and feast and be merry. So therefore, this is the time when the women should go out to find the Shidduch. This is the best time. It's interesting. On Yom Kippur, it's the only day of the year that the high priest was not allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies to do his service unless he was a married man. The rest of the year didn't matter. You would think, Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to be intimate with your wife. Seven days before Yom Kippur, he was separated from his wife. And yet on that day, you have to be married. You can't come to Hashem, you have to come to Hashem, married, whole. So Yom Kippur is the day that Hashem married us. That's when Hashem, He gave us the Luchas. That's what it's all about. What's going into the Yom Kippur? Why do you think we're crying in Yom Kippur? Because we sin? No, we're not wallowing in sin. Because when you, the day of Yechuppah, you're entering into the Holy of Holies, the Yichud room with Hashem, with your beloved, you can't help but cry. Everyone's crying under the Chuppah. These are not tears of sorrow, these are tears of joy. You're stirred to the, to the your soul is so stirred. To the essence of your, your being. So that's what Yom Kippur is all about. So that's the day that the girls should go out on Yom Kippur. They would go out and find themselves a Shiddha. Dance. That's the mission. Yeah. Polygamy is not ideal in the country. You have to have only one wife. Even Yaakov was only planning to marry one wife. Avram married one wife. He had no choice. Sarah says, take Hagar. Yitzhak married one wife. Adam had one wife. That is the ideal. Torah allows for more, but that's not the... Yeah. Hashem also only has one wife. The Jewish people. <laughs> That's why Rabbeinu Gershom is called Moira Goyla because since, since he made excommunicated anyone who marries two wives so it's also telling Hashem Hashem you're stuck with us you're married to us you can't marry the French or the Chinese or the Russian you're married what? excommunicate you're not allowed to marry anyone else that's it wow in fact three times a year the mission says that three times a year they would they would do the priestly blessing four times every day Tainias on the fast day my mothers when they gather to, to, to focus on the sacrifice and the fact that mother Tainias yeah, yeah, yeah. There's tainus from my mother's mikir musaf. What do you mean four times? There's no musaf. There's no musaf on a tainus on a fast day when there's a public fast day when there's a drought. My mother's there's no musaf. You have nihilim maybe not musaf. It's missing was 
three times a year. Whenever they daven. Sometimes it's four times a day. And some, some of them. One of these three times, sometimes it's four times. On Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, you have Shacharis, Musaf, Mincha, But the other two times, it would only be three times whenever they daven. Shacharis, Mincha, during the day. Shacharis, Mincha, and Neil. We only do the priestly blessing in the morning and Musaf, but not during Mincha, not during Neil. Who is this opinion? That any time they daven and during the day they would do the priestly blessing. Rabbi Yehuda argues. Rabbi Yehuda says, Yes, the morning and the Musa prayer they would do the priestly blessing. Rabbi, a third opinion, Rabbi they would do, Mincha they wouldn't do. What is this three-way highway, this three-lane highway, three-way argument? Why don't you do the priestly blessing every day, every day of the year? By Mincha. You don't do the priestly blessing by Mincha. And we, when we do, outside of Israel, we don't do a Lekeno why not? Because you're eating in the morning, you daven before you eat. So the, you're, not, you're not drunk yet. But in the, in the afternoon, you had the afternoon meal, you had a wine with the meal. So you, you're not allowed to do the priestly blessing in the state of, if you're intoxicated. So the, but I eat no lekker shikras. But now, when they're fasting, they were fasting. You're talking about a fast day, you're talking about Yom Kippur. You're talking about my mothers, they would fast. Monday through Thursday, they would fast. Anyway, Friday, they wouldn't do mincha. They wouldn't do mincha out of Shabbos. They were busy with Shabbos. So, so therefore, there's no reason not to do the priestly blessing. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Why shouldn't they do the priestly blessing? Rabbi Huda, Sabah, Rabbi Huda argues, he holds the shachris and musaf, the kol yemele shiach shikr, the gaz of Rabbanan. The rabbis did not make a decree. The rabbis made a decree. You're right. There's no reason why you shouldn't do priestly blessing during these three days. A mincha. But because a decree, if you're going to do mincha these days, you're going to come to confusion. You're going to start doing mincha every day. So therefore the rabbis made it a blanket rule. Keep it simple. You never do priestly blessing during mincha. Rabbi Yehissi, Rabbi Yehissi holds, he agrees in principle with, with Rabbi Yehuda. That you have to keep it simple and you have to make it across the board. Oh, it gets confusing. One day you do mincha, one day you don't do mincha. But he holds that problem only exists by mincha. Mincha, the Yisabachol Yemah. Mincha, that you have everyday mincha. Gazabir Abbanan. Nihila, the less of a A regular day, there is no Nihila. Nihila is only in these special days. So if you're going to have the priest doing the priestly blessing during Nihila, you're not going to come to do mincha. What's the connection? So there's no problem, there's no worries here. So therefore, let them do the priestly blessing during the illah. 
Uda Merab says the law follows a mayor that they do all the prayers of Yechna Menoga come Kerab Mayer. That's the custom, that's how people follow. But Rav says no, Minik, the custom is Kerab What's the difference if you say, what's the difference if you say Halacha is like a mayor, or you say that's the way people conduct themselves, or you say Minik? But it says there's a big difference. What's the difference? You announce it. You publicize it. When when the community gathers to learn, you get up and you announce this is the halacha, and everyone should follow Rabbi. Rabbi says, I'm sorry. The one who says minig, Rabbi says minig. Minig means midrash leider shinen. We don't expound it and publicize it. But if someone comes to ask us, if someone comes to ask us, we tell them to go. Yeah, we tell we tell them to go ahead and follow and follow that mayor. Means that even if someone comes to ask us, we don't tell them to go go ahead and do so. But if he goes ahead and follows his custom, we don't protest. We don't say anything. So we find this many times throughout Shas. This, that's the distinction. You say halacha, we say minig, or you say noyagin. That's the way they conduct, and we're not going to say anything. Not necessarily correct, but it's not. But they have what to lean on. They have what to rely on because they're relying on a man. So we're not going to say anything. But if they come to ask us, we're not going to say that we approve that this is the way to do. Yeah, yeah. Rab Nachman disagrees. He says, The conclusion is like Rabbi Yaisi, that only in the Ila, but not in Mincha. Even though the Allahu follows like Rabbi Yaisi, nevertheless, the custom is today, you don't do, they don't do in Israel even, they don't do, they don't do in the Siskapayim, because most times the Ila drags into the night. You'd only do the British Canaan during the day. So even if it happens to be that the chazan was so hungry that he finished early. <laughs> but yet, again, not to differentiate, to keep it simple. So it was a rule. Neil Yom Kippur, you don't do, you don't do. Oh, now the Gemara concludes. Now we do, you do do priestly blessing and mincha of a fast day. Any fast day. Why? We just said the laws like Rabbi Yaisi that you don't do a mincha. She says, Kivan the Basamach the Shkia Sachama. Since usually Dava Mincha right before sunset, Kaparshi. So Katfilas Nila Dami. It's similar to Ni'ila. So therefore, people won't confuse it with a mincha of every day. Okay, you might have said, Kulam Amir Shikarasim Zinskapayim. But according to everyone, you say, you're stating it like it's a simple fact that you're not allowed to do the priestly blessing if you're intoxicated. How do you know this? Why not? Where does it say? Where, where does it say in the Torah the priestly blessing? Parshas Nasek. Going up drunk? No, no, no. So it says, it says about, it says in Parshas Nasek, the priestly blessing. Right. Even if it's only a little bit, but it's that a little bit is enough. 
the parshas nazir, the parsha of nazir. Leimelach, why did exactly? Why does the Torah put these two mitzvahs together? Leimelach, man nazir aser biyayin. It's just like a nazir is prohibited from drinking wine. Afkayim baruch aser biyayin. Afkayim, this police blessing is not allowed to drink wine. If you're comparing it to Nazar, compare it all the way. A Nazarite can't eat a grape, can't even eat the seed of a grape, can't even eat the, 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 the peel of a grape. So you're going to tell me that a Koyan, before he does the priestly blessing, is not allowed to have a raisin or a grape? A Nazarite it says, to serve him, to serve Hashem. Hashem separated the Levim, to carry the Ark of Hashem, to serve him and to bless his name. So he compares the two, serving and blessing. So, in the Beis Hamikdash, you're allowed to do the service if you ate grapes, or if you ate, if you ate a grape, or if you, if you ate a raisin, or you ate the peel or the shell. That's not a problem with the, the seed. The only thing that's prohibited is if you're intoxicated. Let's just finish the two lines. Let's just finish the two. Yeah, yeah. Let's just finish the. the, the yeah, that you're not allowed to do the service when you're intoxicated. Yeah, yeah. When you drink wine, they not eating a grape. Imam Meshad, exactly. Imam Meshad is Balmum Loy in 27a. Let's finish the two dots. If you're going to learn Lashadis or Levadeh, if you're comparing the two, so just like a Kayan who has a defect is not allowed to do the service, maybe say a Kayan who has a defect is not allowed to do the priestly blessing. So he says, no, he's Kisal Nazir. It's compared to a Nazir. A Nazir. It's not a problem if you have a defect. It doesn't matter if you have a defect or you don't have a defect. In fact, one of my chazers, the makshas l'kulu, akash l'chumna, make up your mind. Here, you, you have two juxtapositions. The two mitzvahs are right next to each other. The mitzvah of a priestly blessing and the mitzvah of a Nazarite. And the Torah says that the, to serve and to bless. Yeah. So you're taking the leniency of each. Instead of comparing the, the blessing to the service, to say that any kain who has a defect is not allowed to do the priestly blessing. Mm-hmm. And any kain, and to, 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 to juxtapose the, the mitzvah of blessing to the mitzvah of a Nazarite to say that any kain who ate a grape, who ate, who ate, a, who ate a, a raisin, is not, allowed to, is not allowed to do the priestly blessing. Instead, you're learning from each the most lenient thing. Mm-hmm. That just like a Nazarite, doesn't matter if he has a defect, Mm-hmm. So a kain was a defect is allowed to do the priestly blessing. Just like a kain, it doesn't matter if he ate grapes or raisins. The only thing that matters is not to be intoxicated. So too, a, a kain is not allowed to is allowed to eat grapes and, and do the priestly blessing. My is says It's only rabbinic. It's only an asmachta. That's not how we learn this from. It's only a hint. The, the prohibition is only rabbinic. The prohibition not to do the priestly blessing while you're intoxicated is only rabbinic. This doesn't say anywhere in the Torah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't say in the Torah. You would have to learn everything, hundred percent. So the rabbis leaned it on the pasuk because everything the rabbis do, everything is hinted at in the Torah. Is, is, is found the source. You can find the source in the Torah. This is the source that the rabbis found. That just like the priest can't be intoxicated, so he can't be intoxicated. And just like the Nazarite. Doesn't, even if he's a defect, doesn't matter. So a koyin, even if he has a defect, physical defect, he can still do the priestly blessing. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day.